Good afternoon, Woke fam. It's Scott here from Woke Societies. Who would have thought that all it took to bring peace to the Middle East was a man that mastered the art of the deal? With his business experience, the man, the myth, the legend, our president, Donald Trump, has done it, ladies and gentlemen. And as my boy Method said in a tweet earlier today, it didn't take pallets of cash this time. We're going to cover this and also the onslaught of hit pieces on the Q movement and why so many people running for Congress are coming out as, as Q supporters right now. But first... Let's hear a word from our sponsor. You guys have been hearing me talk about them for a while now, and here we are again. We are sponsoring today Flip City Magazine, America's Last Laugh. This is a comedy mag- uh, comedy satire magazine made by two beautiful patriots out in California who are completely independent, who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into this magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, this magazine is Mad Magazine on steroids. It's really funny. It's for the entire family, and your kids will love it, and it's something you can put on the shelf and something you can bring back later on in time because literally it's a snapshot of history. And the best part about it, it is PC free. That's the best selling point that I have for this because it makes fun of all the people that we talk about on this channel. So Scott, how much is this magazine? Well, I will tell you. When you go to flipcitymag.com, you'll see here there's links to to this uh, subscription site and also some snippets of the articles that you're going to be reading in the magazine when you subscribe. So when you click here, it'll bring you to their price page, which ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love this. The price that we're getting right now is $20, $20, ladies and gentlemen, it comes out to $5 a magazine. It's one magazine per quarter that comes out and it comes in a professionally packaged package it's actually really nice and when you get the magazine in your hands it feels excellent you could also buy single issues but i'm telling you guys right now the full year subscription is worth the money and you will not be disappointed the best part ladies and gentlemen as well they are now shipping international orders all over the world so not just everybody in this country can laugh with us the entire world can laugh at us at the people that we make fun of on this channel all the time so go check them out that's flipcitymag.com and remember when you support my sponsors you are supporting this channel. Thank you guys for allowing me to do that. So where I want to start off today, I want to start out with a very, very intense video of this police, uh, this police woman. She saved a man's life on the, on the, on the rail tracks today. Uh, this was uh, yesterday, actually. The man was in a wheelchair, some kind of electronic wheelchair. He was stuck on train tracks and he just escaped. She pulled the man out of the chair just in time, but you guys want to, we're hearing all these uh, defund the media or defund the, uh, I would love to defund the media, defund the police. We still need police officers. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. Check out this video, guys, because it's something that we can all relate to. And it's just an amazing story. And we saw it. This is the body cam footage of what happened. We're going to jump into this video and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Take a watch. This man might have lost his leg, but this policewoman just saved this man's life. From 
Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots are now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up your eyes and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize not everything is real. So projects looking glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both societies, fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show, severe and non on the mic. So come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Woke Societies. Like, share, subscribe, tell everyone about your, tell everyone you, and all your friends about this channel that we are the news now. Wasn't that a crazy, crazy video? That woman ran up to that man, grabbed him out of that chair. The chair went flying. The chair is destroyed. Um, his, I think his one leg was uh, amputated. It got severed off. It was on the tracks, but the man was going to die. And that lady risked her life as well. The lady deserves, I think her name's Erica. Erica deserves a medal. I shared that last night and I was like, holy cow. There are still good police officers out there, ladies and gentlemen. And majority of the police officers out there are good people. They are good people. So I just wanted to play that, I just wanted to play that video just to, uh, just to reinforce that. We need to support our police. Back the blue still all the way. But something, we're going to jump right into it. Right off on the top of the episode, a historic deal was made today, ladies and gentlemen. The big warmonger dictator Donald Trump himself has now established East peace in the Middle East. And we were not expecting this. And boy, is it a good time to feel some winning going on. So where do we start? Let's go to routers.com. This is the article. And we're going to hear from Trump himself talking about this deal that he made. But let's just get our toes in the water to start with. Israel and the United Arab Emirates announced on Thursday that they will normalize diplomatic ties and forge a broad new relationship, a move that reshapes the order of Middle East politics from the Palestinian issue to Iran. Under the accord which U.S. President Donald Trump helped broker, Israel has agreed to suspend its planned annexation of areas of the occupied West Bank. The agreement also firms up opposition to regional power Iran, which the UAE, Israel, and the United States view as the main threat in the conflict-riven Middle East. And this this was the big problem. Israel was getting, you know, a little bit ballsy, and they wanted to go out there and reclaim more territory that they thought belonged to them. Palestine was not, or Iran was not okay with that. Palestine had an issue with it. And there was all these conflicts of bombs going back and forth, people getting killed, innocent people being killed on both sides, and the hatred continues. But now, in over 25 years, we have a new peace deal. We have a new peace deal, and it didn't involve shady, shady deals with airplanes dropping pallets of cash to Iran to get this done, which was done by the previous administration. Israel had signed peace agreements with Egypt in 79 and Jordan in 94, but the UAE, along with most other Arab nations, did not recognize Israel and had no formal diplomatic or economic relations with it until now. The UAE becomes the first Gulf Arab country to reach such a deal with the Jewish state. The agreement was the product of a lengthy discussions between Israel, the UAE, and the United States that accelerated recently 
White House officials said. A joint statement said Trump, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Abu Dhabi's Crown Prince Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed had agreed to the full normalization of relations between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. And it says here, uh, just real quick, that accelerated these talks accelerated, accelerated recently. I am not naive to think that this stuff is being done right now because what Trump, he needs to worry about being reelected. And don't get me wrong, he is definitely stacking up wins at this time to have more juice going into whatever, whoever he's going to, whatever, whoever he is going to debate um, in the coming months. But again, this is still regardless if this was if this was even in the first or second year of his presidency, this is still a huge deal. The the man they call a warmonger, mainstream media called a warmonger for a very long time. Remember we were on the brink of World War 3 with I, with Iran not too long ago before COVID took over the uh, took over the airwaves and everything else in the world. Remember he was being called a warmonger. He has pulled troops out of the Middle East pulled troops out of Afghanistan. He's pulled troops back out of Germany. He's bringing all the troops home as much as he can. And what did Trump do? He brings peace to the Middle East, which is absolutely amazing. Something that Obama could not get, could not do and also killed thousands of her soldiers in a meaningless war. And Trump is finally ending it. So let's hear from the man himself about what he had to say about this historic deal. Well, thank you very much. This is very important. This is a big event and I want to just congratulate all of the people standing behind me because they have done an incredible job. This is something that hasn't been done in more than 25 years. Just a few moments ago, I hosted a very special call with two friends, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed of the United Arab Emirates, where they agreed to finalize a historical peace agreement. Everybody said this would be impossible. And as you know, Mohammed is one of the great leaders of the Middle East. After 49 years, Israel and the United Arab Emirates will fully normalize their diplomatic relations. They will exchange embassies and ambassadors and begin cooperation across the board and on a broad range of areas, including tourism, education, healthcare, trade, and security. He is bringing everything back. He's bringing all these normal practices. He is engaging the embassies to work together. They want tourism. They want technology. They want information exchange. He wants all this to come back to the Middle East. And frankly, guys, if seeing even seeing people in Iran, some of their Twitter, a lot of their Twitter profiles, if you go to Iran, you can't really, there, there is a difference between what Iran looks like compared to America, but there, there are normal people there that everyone, I think a lot of people have this idea in their head that all these places are just run down third world countries that are full of terrorists. And that's just not the case. There are terrorist groups out there still, but it's not like they're, 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 they're running the land out there. The people out there, they want some normalcy. They don't want to have to, they want to be afraid that their house is going to be bombed and their, and their families and them, they themselves are going to be killed. But now a deal has been signed and it's going to go through, and it's between Israel, again, and the United Arab Emirates. And this hopefully should also help get get, uh, get Russia back in line with all this, too. So there's so many facets of this, and the timing of it is not not coincidental. And just to bring it home with this, uh, with this deal, we had Kaylee, our knight in shining armor at the uh, press conference today, comparing 
comparing the difference between what Obama had done and what Trump had done. And of course, the media cannot help but ask these questions saying, how is this deal really going to play out? Because again, the media are they're, they're advocates. They're advocates for, for, uh, for the left at this point. They're not real media. They are completely biased. And all they want to do is keep, keep points on the scoreboard for themselves and to say, ah, gotcha points for all, for all intents and purposes. So, Let's just look here. This is from Carly on Twitter. She says, oh, Barry, this has got to hurt. Let's, let's listen to what Kaylee had to say. Iran and Russia as, as geopolitical actors in the Middle East. They've been wellsprings of instability there, as we discussed. But how confident is this White House that Iran and Russia are finally going to be placed in their respective lanes in the advent of this deal and deals to come? Um, well, look, we believe um, that there's a big contrast here and um, where this administration stands and the previous administration. And when you look at the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Obama-Biden administration, they cozied up to America's enemies. Uh, the Iran deal uh, was egregious. We know that there were cash payouts to Iran. And what this president has done is diametrically opposite, working with our allies, working with Israel, negotiating a historic peace agreement like hasn't been seen in a quarter of a century. So when you work with our allies, when you engage in diplomacy, when you have a great deal maker as president, uh, you get deals like what we saw today. And it's stark contrast to what we saw from the previous administration. A stark contrast because he is the master, the art. He is a master of the art of the deal. He's done deals his entire life. He is a businessman and he's a Washington D.C. outsider. And just like Grinnell has been talking about, the left is exploding because what has Trump done? He has avoided war. He has avoided war, which the last two presidents have not been able to do. Bush is a kind of a different story, but we all know what happened with 9-11, but those were different. Those were a little bit different times, but my God, my God, everybody was worried that when Trump got into office, he was going to get his hand on the red nuclear button, going to go to war with Iran, North Korea, just wage war on all the enemies of the United States, maybe even Russia, but who, who knows? Because remember, Russia and Trump are still best buddies, apparently, to the mainstream media. But it's just really crazy to see all this going on and we're seeing real results, and they in these results as much as we can now. We need as many wins as possible. And right now, the left is upset because Trump is not going to war. That's essentially what's going on at this point. That's what I'm seeing on Twitter all over the place. Trump the warmonger, now we're seeing, oh, well, here we go. Is this deal really going to work? It doesn't matter what he does. It's, he cannot win. He cannot win to the left anyways. So while this is going on, we all know that Kamala Harris is uh, Joe Biden's uh, VP candidate or VP, uh, vice president, or she's going to be, or he picked her. So while this is all going on uh, yesterday, they had their first appearance. And just to bring this up, real quick, just to bring it up, while this was going on, the power, there was a power outage and no AC at first Biden Harris campaign event. And you probably want to know why you see this guy down here. There was probably no power AC because there was no one else there besides this one guy. So maybe they didn't think the event was actually going on. <laughs> but can you uh, can you start off can you start off a campaign just so miserably that the it looks like another gym, another gymnasium that's filled with maybe 15 people, all reporters probably, that don't want to be there. They're doing it for their job to make money. But I, how can you honestly go and want to be with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at this point? We know why Joe picked her. Joe picked her because of her skin color. 
That's really, it's skin color, and what else would it be? Everybody was telling Joe he needed to pick a black candidate or a black woman to be his running mate. And Kamala, for whatever reason, that doesn't bother her. It would bother me if I was picked for my skin color, but give me a break. Give me a break. So, eventually, they did get power back at some point. But meanwhile, Trump is making these deals go down. And you have Joe Biden here talking about how Trump likes to cozy up with terrorists. Cozy up with terrorists. And we have a tweet here from Axiom Report. The guy who opposed the raid against bin Laden is accusing the guy who ordered the strikes that took out Qusam Salamini and Abu Bakar Baghdadi of coddling terrorists. Listen to what he has to say. And then we're going to get to work fixing the mess that President Trump and Vice President Pence have created. Both at home and abroad, through four years of mismanagement and coddling of terrorists and thugs around the world. <laughs> he choked up on thugs and criminals out that one. And by the way, by the way, the news is broke on my phone before I was getting this episode started. Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are—they um, had, had a joint statement saying if they do become president, they are go- or if Joe does become president, they are going to make it mandatory, mandatory. For all citizens to wear masks wherever they are. So that's just a snippet of what we're going to experience. And at the same time this is happening, the man who opposed the raid against bin Laden is accusing the guy who ordered the strikes that took out Qasem Soleimani and Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi and coddling terrorists. It's funny hearing that from a Chinese puppet being Joe Biden, coddling terrorists. But you want to know really what's crazy? This is even crazier. You want to talk about coddling terrorists? Remember uh, Antifa was labeled as a uh, terrorist organization? Look at this for my boy, the effing doctor. Guys, go give him a follow. He's at the effing doctor. He's a red-blooded American patriot. He's the man. He sent me this video. This video was going viral yesterday, and if you do it now, it goes to some wanky... I don't even know what it goes to now. I think it goes to some, like, spam thing. But as of yesterday, if you were to type in Antifa.com, I want you guys to see where this uh, link ends up going to. Watch this. So he's typing Antifa.com into his phone. Google searches it. Comes up. Antifa.com. He clicks it. And look where it brings you to. JoeBiden.com. Wow, and Kamala Harris, oh, let me see, he does it again, just to make sure this wasn't a uh, a trick. Antifa.com clicks it again, and it brings you right to JoeBiden.com, where it says Kamala Harris with the next president of the United States with a bunch of donation blocks here. And you want to talk about coddling terrorists, you're talking about coddling the terrorists in your own damn country. This this makes me mad. This makes me so mad. And this is why he said nothing to see here, folks. And as of right now, he posted this video yesterday and Twitter had taken this video down because a ton of people were tweeting about this yesterday. And he had to send it to me again and it got deleted and he had to send it to me a third time to get this. A third time. Why is the why is social media blocking videos like this? It's not made up. It's not conspiracy theories. Thousands of people were doing this to check. Antifa.com goes to JoeBiden.com. And you wonder why when we when he said, when he picked Kamala, that really who's calling the shots here, Joe? 
It's the radical far left. Kamala Harris, who is rated more left, more left than Bernie Sanders. Give me a break, guys. They think we're they think we're honestly this stupid. So what did so we we've heard a lot from Kamala being the VP pick. So what does Mike Pence have to say about all this? Well, here he is on the Washington Examiner talking about Pence. Harris as Biden's VP confirms radical left has overtaken Democratic Party, and I couldn't agree more. He goes on to say Vice President Mike Pence says he's eager to debate Senator Kamala Harris, presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden's running mate in a Wednesday interview with Fox News host Sean Handy. Pence re- reacted to Biden's selection of Harris as his vice presidential candidate, saying it verifies the Trump campaign's warning that Democrats are veering to the far left. Joe Biden's decision to add Kamala Harris to the ticket confirms everything President Trump and I have been saying, and that is that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have been overtaken by the radical left, Pence said, and he's absolutely right. Kamala Harris, like Joe Biden, supports higher taxes, socialized medicine, open borders, abortion on demand, and where Joe Biden said he'd be willing to cut funding to police. She said recently that she thought that we should reimagine the police in this country. And I just have to tell you, you know, I like the matchup. It's on Sean. I can't wait to get back out there. He continued. And for me, if I'm vice, if I'm Pence and Trump in general, Trump's whole team, when Kamala Harris was called as the uh, VP candidate, we were, me and Methods were talking about it yesterday. It's a gift from God at this point because the memes and the videos alone have been absolutely fantastic. But as far as a campaign strategy, you have so much ammunition to go after the, after her. You already have enough on Joe Biden at this point. He's already done. At this point, when Kamala went up on stage, all Kamala is going to be used for is to be a more clear, concise speaker of the lies that Joe wants to spew at this point. That's what it's. That's what it is for me at this point. That's what it is for me. So... I just wanted to throw that out there. There's a lot of things going on, and I cannot wait for November to be here. So let's transition gears here because there was something that I noticed, and I normally don't cover these articles because they're usually sprinkled in throughout the months. But recently, ladies and gentlemen, I have been noticing a onslaught, a complete onslaught from the mainstream media attacking QAnon, the, the movement, and people running for Congress that have also been coming out of the woodworks now supporting Q and they're actually winning their they're, they're winning their seats. What am I talking about? Well, let's look. This is all from the from today and just yesterday. So keep that in mind. This isn't these aren't weeks ago. This is just in the last 2 days. The Washington Post opinion Republicans are becoming the QAnon party. <laughs> They're just labeling the entire party the QAnon party. I'm not even going to open it. They aren't worth the click, but it didn't stop there. We see another article from the best fact checker in the world, the one that Facebook loves to use as their fact checkers, USA Today. And we had another article that said, what is QAnon and where did it come from? What to know about the far right conspiracy theory? And you're going to get the same exact sentences the same sentence structure. Every, they've been just copy pasta this since they've been writing about Q. It's always the same agenda. A growing white right uh, right wing conspiracy theory has garnered national attention in recent weeks after a far right candidate with ties to the baseless theory won a Republican primary runoff election in Twitter removed accounts associated with it. And we're going to see in a moment Marjorie Taylor Greene, who won a primary election in Georgia's uh, solidly Republican 14th congressional district, earned praise from Donald Trump, who called her a future Republican star. 
more hit pieces. This was, uh, yes, this was updated as of today at 12.15, and it didn't stop there. This is from the New York Times. QAnon followers are hijacking the Save the Children moment. That was a hashtag. Fans of the pro-Trump conspiracy theory are clogging anti-trafficking hotlines, infiltrating Facebook groups, and raising false fears about child exploitation. What do you mean? You mean that all the news that we just found out about Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein and how long they were carrying out a child-funneling sex system? And... It's just crazy. And this is, remember, this was uh, last week that fa- I think it was, uh, it was either this week or last week. It's so many things jumbled in my mind that the hashtag save the children was banned on Facebook for about a day because they said it was linking to articles that had harmful content and were filled with conspiracy theories. It's just unreal. It's unreal. And they're actually claiming that damage is being done to real anti-trafficking hotlines, but you know, raising awareness about child trafficking, human trafficking is apparently a bad thing for the world. Apparently a bad thing. And of course, the media is going to latch on to the few crazies that are in this movement and just blanket statement the entire movement as crazy cult people who are just following Trump and Trump's our savior. And that's it. That's what we're getting at here. But even funnier, it, it was in. It was on MSNBC as well, guys. It, it makes their complete rounds between all the outlets, and I have to show you what they were talking about. This is from Miguel Fornia on Twitter. He says Brian Williams urging his viewers to look up QAnon to find out what they believe in. Watch this. So, yes, uh, coming out and openly endorsing um, a QAnon conspiracy theory supporter. Um, I mean, the president has himself uh, tweeted QAnon um, conspiracy theories. Um, so it's uh, completely out of line, but um, it's certainly one more divide between him and almost all of his own party in the Senate. And at your own risk, we urge our viewers who have never gotten the QAnon thing to look up exactly what it is uh, they believe in. Yes, Brian. Let ever, all your viewers know if you don't know what QAnon is, go ahead and look at it yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for letting more people know that might not have never heard of QAnon. Let them know about QAnon and let them go learn for themselves what exactly it is. Please let more people know. Just a couple of months ago, we, were, we weren't even considered mainstream. We weren't. We were considered some, some small group of, of, of cult, cult-like gatherings on the dark side of the internet that just spew conspiracy theories and talk about nothing but nonsense. But... Yet, as you can see here, the mainstream media has not left this alone. And if it really didn't threaten them or threaten who they are, why are they talking about us so much if all this was just for a LARP? All this time and money being put into hit pieces on QAnon, it's been going on for years, even more now so because of the election year. Now, what are they talking about with this QAnon supporter who made who made waves and won her state. Well, this is from NBC News. Marjorie Taylor Greene, QAnon supporter who made racist videos. Of course, they want to throw in QAnon supporter and racist videos. That that is that is programming right off the bat, right off the headline, because they want to associate anything with QAnon to racist. It's been the thing going on since Trump took office. Wins GOP nod in Georgia. She actually won. And this is who Trump was backing. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, a businesswoman who has expressed support for the far-right conspiracy theory QAnon and been criticized for a series of racist comments, has won the Republican nomination for Georgia's 14th Congressional District. Greene beat neurosurgeon John Cohen in a primary runoff for the open seat on Tuesday in the Deep Red District in northwest Georgia, despite several GOP officials denouncing her campaign after video service in which she expresses racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-Muslim views. President Donald Trump congratulated Green on Wednesday morning, and this is the tweet right here. Congratulations to future Republican star Marjorie Taylor Green on a big congressional primary win in Georgia against a very tough and smart opponent. Marjorie is, a, is strong in everything and never gives up a real winner. And this isn't the first time, ladies and gentlemen, that Trump has tweeted QAnon accounts. It's been done multiple times. We've seen it. We've seen it all over the place. It's no secret that he does that he is that we believe what we believe about him and Q plus. So why we are seeing this now, more now than ever, more people come out of the woodwork and supporting QAnon. And it wasn't just Marjorie here that's that won. This tweet here from Carter Page. Carter Page tweeted this out yesterday, and this blew my mind. MT Green, a QAnon supporter, wins House primary in Georgia. Congratulations, Marjorie. Understandably, the swamp is very concerned about what's coming soon. Where we go one, we go all. <laughs> this is Carter Page, ladies and gentlemen. Carter Page. Just drop the where we go one, we go all. It blows my mind. It really blows my mind. And is that really surprising? Is it surprising? Are we just some far-right fringe conspiracy group out here? No. There are millions of us out there, and it's not just in this country. It's worldwide. This movement's worldwide, and we've seen it with the videos. When everyone and their mom took the oath on the internet, it was not just Americans. It was people all over the world. All for just a psyop, right? It's really unbelievable. But meanwhile... Meanwhile, the media is covering QAnon and it's been hit piece after hit piece. You want to know the only outlet, and I don't endorse Fox News, but I'm, I'm going to throw this clip up here. While this is going on, real news, like what you're about to hear, has been going on. I've been talking about the riots. I've been talking about Chicago. I've been blasting New York State and all these Democratic-run states, all these, all these cities, and then how, how they become cesspools. I want you guys to listen to this clip here from Andy No, who well, this clip came from Fox News. BLM organizer in Chicago encourages more looting. Anything they want, take it because their businesses have insurance. Really? Good care. If somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That's reparations. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. My people aren't getting anything. So she's justifying looting and burning businesses and taking and, and she's claiming that things they are stealing, things they are stealing is to be used for food and to help their families. And I'm sure some of them that are stealing these things are being sold on the on the internet somewhere and it probably is being used to provide for their families but <laughs> guess what that still doesn't still doesn't negate that what you're doing is a complete crime and destroying businesses who are also owned by black individuals and you're destroying their businesses as well and she straight up said these are reparations these are reparations well where does it end then where does it stop the question is it doesn't stop 
And she goes and justifies it and says, these businesses have insurance. They'll get their money back. So we're going to burn down and steal your shit anyways. Because that makes it better. Well, you have a house. We're going to burn it down. You have insurance anyways, right? That's what it's for. It's so ass backwards. So ass backwards. But you won't see the liberal dominated media talk about this. And you won't see them talk about this story either. And this story is what I'm about to show you has been whitewashed on Google, whitewashed on all social media platforms, and whitewashed on just no outlet has talked about this story. I've only been able to find this story in personal blogs and in citizen journalist blogs. You guys might have seen this, and it's absolutely devastating. This is from WayneDupree.com. Report, five-year-old white child executed in his front yard while riding his bike by his black neighbor, media silent. And this came out a couple of days ago, but me having a son, this hit this hit me in the heart. It, I almost started crying reading this. So he goes on to say, we live in a polarized world thanks to the media. Instead of every life having value and equal importance, they've made it so that if a murder or, if a murder or shooting doesn't fit their BLM agenda, they just ignore it altogether. And that's the problem. And we've been pointing this out for months now here on this channel. All lives really don't matter to them, and they don't. Riots in Chicago break out over police returning fire on a man who shot them, which I showed you in my last episode. But not a word is said about all the other murders that happen every day in Chicago. It doesn't fit the anti-police or anti-white narrative. It doesn't. It certainly doesn't. So what happened? So a fa- and then there's this story here about a little boy named Canyon Hinnant who was shot at point-blank range by his black neighbor for reasons that nobody even knows at this point. And the media is once again silent, even though entire cities have burned to the ground over the past several months for George Floyd, who once held a gun against a pregnant woman's stomach and threatened to kill her while his friends robbed her home. I'm not suggesting Floyd's life was less valuable. I actually believe his death was horrific, but I am suggesting that the media thinks his life is far more important politically than Little Canyon's life was. And he's absolutely right. And this was the tweet that was put out by Matt Walsh. Say his name. Five-year-old Cannon Hinnant was executed in cold blood while riding his bike. The accused killer is Darius Sesson, uh, Sesson, Sesamums? I don't know. That's a jacked up last name. He allegedly walked up to the boy and shot him dead in front of his sisters, reversed the races, and this is the only thing anyone talks about for a month. And if this happened and the races were switched, it would be more than a month. There would be cities burning all over the place if if the races were switched. And that is because that is what the media wants. The media will dial in and sensationalize specific stories to get a reaction to cause division. That is what they're here for. That's what they've been doing for decades. It's not a secret. Everyone knows that the for the most part, the mainstream media is not trustworthy and all they want is, is division. But it, it was it, it, it's, it's terrible. North Carolina police have charged a neighbor with the murder of a five-year-old boy who was riding a, a bike in his own yard when he was shot at point-blank range on Sunday evening. Darius, 25, was taken into custody by police around 24 hours after he allegedly approached Cannon in front of the young boy's father's house at 5.30 p.m. and shot him in the head. Hinnon's seven-year-old and eight-year-old sisters witnessed the killing, their mother told uh, WRAL. 
Sesums lived next door to the family, and the killing is not believed to be random. Neighbors claim he had dinner with Hennett's father, Austin, on Friday and had been over at the house earlier on Sunday. The little boy was supposed to start kindergarten. He was a, just a loving kid. His mother, Bonnie Waddle, told the Wilson Times he had the biggest heart. The family knew the suspect for about five years and never thought he was capable of murder. So you have a black man here who shot a seven-year-old boy who was riding his bike in his own yard, bothering nobody, in front of his sisters, and executed, shot in the head. Apparently, no one knows what the reasons are for. No one knows yet. And yet, just like they brush Epstein under the, uh, under the rug, just like they brush anything child traffic under the rug, just like they're going to do with this, they go, they're not even going to acknowledge it because it does not fit the narrative. And this little boy deserves to get his story out and it breaks my heart because I couldn't even imagine if this was my kid and somebody that I even knew executed my son on my own property and shot in the head like a, like a dog in front of his sisters. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know bad things, bad. I want to say bad things, but I want to give that boy a moment just to get his story out because he deserves to have the story get out there because the media will certainly not touch it. But this is what this channel is for to get the story, the stories, the real stories that need to be out there and the truth. So we'll leave that one there. There's no easy transition to go off from that. So I'm going to transition here to the Gateway Pundit. And we're going to talk a little about Spygate. And we're going to wrap up the show today. Senior GOP Senate. This is what me and Methods were talking about literally as of yesterday. There has been subpoenas that have been trying to um, come forth for Comey and Brennan, but it looks like there was somebody in this committee filled with Republicans and Democrats. There was somebody on the Republican side that was putting the monkey wrench in the subpoenas because it has to be unanimous. Me and Methods said right off the bat, we can almost guarantee you it's probably Mitt Romney since he serves on this committee, and we were right. This came out yesterday. Um, at 7.30 p.m. A senior Republican Senate source has confirmed to Gateway Pundit that Senator Mitt Romney is leading an effort to block Senator Ron Johnson from subpoenaing, subpoenaing James Comey and John Brennan. Johnson, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Chair, said during a radio appearance on Wednesday that fellow Republicans were blocking him from subpoenaing the former FBI director and former CIA director, among other figures involved in the scandal. And they go on to say they really weren't sure who it was yet, but as the day was closing, it looks like the, uh, the Gateway Pundit here got a source. It says, however, shortly after Johnson made his claims, a Senate source reached out to the Gateway Pundit and confirmed that Romney is leading the obstruction. Romney was for impeachment. He has been against Trump every step of the way. Now he's obstructing going after the leakers and liars who went after Trump, the Senate the senior Senate source said. And this is not surprising because of that exact sentence right there. The man, Mitt Romney, has been going after Trump for a very long time. And even more disgustingly, Trump was a huge supporter of Mitt Romney back in the day. Gave him a lot of money. And now Romney has been nothing but a thorn in his side. And he's been also, we were looking at the names on the list. Romney was the one that made the most sense. And we know rhinos exist Q has said rhinos are the, the swamp runs deep and that these people exist. People who are on the Republican Party, but really they're fake Democrats. That's essentially what they are. But when you're doing things like this, it just screams, why are you trying to protect these people unless you're wrapped up in all this too? It's really a simple question. But here we are. But here we are. 
This is why it takes so long, ladies and gentlemen, because of stuff like this. Stuff like this. And everyone's wondering when this, uh, when these indictments are going to be coming out. At this point, there's some options. So let's get into those options. Also from the Gateway Pundit. U.S. Attorney John Durham likely to hand out indictments for fr- by Friday before Labor Day, September 4th, or he may not act before the November election. The countdown started years ago when the first criminal act to spy on and remove the President of the United States in a coup began. Reports suggest that Durham must act before September 4th, 2020, or he'll likely not act before the 2020 election. It says Justice Department policy prohibits prosecutors from taking o- overt steps in politically charged cases, typically within 60 days of an election. So that would put Barr, or not Barr, Durham, on Labor Day or after September 4th. For me, ladies and gentlemen, this is an unprecedented case. This case is massive. We've had COVID to deal with on top of this. And I can speak for myself, me and many other patriots, you guys out there listening, we want to see some blood in the water. I don't care if it's if it's Comey to start with, but we need some big names to go down. And I would love to have this have this happen before the election to, ha- to carry in that momentum. Because right now, I don't think we're going to get it from General Flynn. There's still a gag order on him. He has not, his case has not been dropped. And I believe that is all part of this entire plan to keep as many of Trump's people, any kind of wins that Trump can get to keep them on the, on the back burner as far as long as possible. And I believe that's what's happening here. But this is not a normal case. I believe this has to happen. Bef- this has to happen at any time. I don't care if it's 60 days before an election. The libs and the mainstream media are going to use this case as an excuse to say to tell to tell people that Trump is using this for his re-election. It does not matter when this comes down. That's my point. If it's 30 days before, if it's a day before the election, drop the effing hammer. I joined this movement in 2018. There's been people waiting longer than me for this. And we we deserve to see some justice. I hope to God it does not come after the election. But if that's what happens, then that's what happens. It was, it was meant to be that way. So we'll have to see. But Trump did say something about Barr. Barr and Durham, actually, on, from Fox News. Talking about what, he is, what his expectations are of this. President Trump on Thursday said he hopes U.S. Attorney John Durham, who is investigating the origins of the Russia probe, is not going to be politically correct and warned that Attorney General William Barr could go down as the greatest attorney general or just an average guy, depending on what comes out of the months-long probe. During an exclusive interview with Fox Business, Maria Bartiromo, the president was asked about the Durham probe, which the Justice Department has said could yield some results by next month. I hope he's doing a great job and I hope they're not going to be politically correct, Trump said. Obama knew everything. Vice President Biden, as dumb as he may be, knew everything and everybody else knew. The president wanted to say he hopes Durham is doing a job and that is, and that his team is not going to be politically correct and just get a couple of the lower guys. Trump just basically said everything that we're that we that we that we're thinking. And he says even doubles down says Bill Barr and Durham have a chance to be. Bill Barr is great. Most of the time, but if he wants to be politically correct, he'll just be another guy. They all have the answers, Trump said. It all goes to Obama and goes right to Biden. Trump's expectations are the same as ours, ladies and gentlemen. So whenever, whatever comes out, don't, don't spit fire on him. This happened to Trump. You have to remember that. This, this was a personal attack on Trump. 
to just completely undermine his presidency. He wants the big guys just like we do. And we're hoping and praying that is exactly what happens. So just remember, ladies and gentlemen, with all this good news, especially with the middle peace in the Middle East, that Trump did say just yesterday that he wants to have a uh, permanent uh, cut of the payroll tax if he's reelected to be completely gone, which is huge for businesses, the economy, and anyone that owns a, a large business. He is getting all these things out. And I just want to re, uh, remind people of the Trump train that is still going on. It's still revving up. And to remember, this is what we're looking at. Don't forget about the Trump train. and then watch the hair come back up again. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? So really awesome stuff. So guys, just to give you a heads up on what's going to happen for the rest of the, uh, for Friday, I do have a guest coming on. Her name is Allison Hayden for Congress. She is running against Eric Swalwell out in California, and she is a supporter of Q. And I believe with everything going on in, um, in today's atmosphere, with all the uh, people coming out in support of Q, we're going to bring someone on that's going to try to flip California red. And I, I just want to be part of that and to really help with that change. So I'm going to have her on the show Friday night at 7 o'clock to speak about what her her platform is, what she believes, her views on QAnon, the movement, and so many other things, and what she's going to do to take on Eric Swalwell, who we know is an absolute chode. So she is going to be on at 7 o'clock, so go check that out. And don't forget, guys, go to the YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, comment. Let everyone know we are the news now. Check out my Patreon which is for my for all my diehard fans. Remember, guys, you see the uh, the tiers here. You don't have to do the tiers to become a patron. You can give me a dollar, two dollars a month. It does not matter. It all goes back to the channel. That is totally fine. It all adds up, so you guys can check that out. And if you guys want to do the exclusive content that I do every Monday, that is what you can sign up for. And don't forget as well, when you go to the wokesocies.com webpage, check out my store. I have some really, really awesome shirts, apparel, hoodies, cups all made by two local businesses here in new york that are all part of this movement as well that love to make this stuff and to get the word out about what we're doing and again to defund the media some of the top sellers orange man rad we have glassware we have awesome hats tumblers v-necks t-shirts all that stuff and tank tops so really really good stuff so go check it out ladies and gentlemen and don't forget to check out flip city mag in the description below everything you need is in the description below so go check all that out so Thanks for joining guys today. Lots of winning happening. It's great to see. I'll see you guys tomorrow for the interview with Allison. Until then, guys, stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke.